Time for a quick take. Don't call it a comeback. Joe Flacco <laughs> staying up past his bedtime, and he was cooking. He cooked them Jets. 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. RC, can Joe take the Browns to the Super Bowl? I believe he can. And you look at what this team could do offensively now with their ability to push the football down the field. Always were great in the run game. And a defense that can be absolutely suffocating under Jim Swartz and the way that he finds ways to pressure quarterbacks with that man-to-man on the back end. I think this is a team that's going to be an extreme Extremely tough out for some of these division winners in the AFC. Yeah, Cleveland's a very dangerous football team. I, I RC, think you, the scariest team, I still think that's Buffalo when they play to their capability. Well, I think the, the thing that make, takes Buff, the quarterback. Yes. When a quarterback plays. He plays at yeah. that level. I, this is a dangerous team, though. I wouldn't want to play them. Our, to RC's point, I think they got the best back seven and ball when it comes to their linebacker unit. Jock is playing unbelievable mm-hmm. in their coverage unit. Defensive player of the year candidate, Miles Garrett. Zadarius Smith has been awesome. And then they got an offense that can run the football, get on multiple tight ends. Flacco's inc- incredibly comfortable. They got the coach of the year in Kevin Stefanski. At some point, the injuries you would think catch up to them. Yeah. They just haven't yet. Mm-hmm. And I think Joe, to RC's point, he said it the best. Playing with house money. And when you got a super talented player playing without the fear of consequence, that's yeah. a dangerous combination for a short period of time. Probably the scariest team right now in the AFC. How about those Ravens? Uh, fresh off a big win versus the Niners. They've got another tough test this week. They take on the Dolphins, their high-powered offense in Baltimore. MVP favorite Lamar Jackson looking to continue his impressive run. Miami needs to win out for the possibility of grabbing that one C. Ravens won't be taking this one lightly, though. A very talented team, a very tough team, a very physical team, a very fast team, very well coached team, and they execute at the highest level. So we, uh, we've got the biggest challenge we've had so far this year, and we're excited about it. A lot of motivation, um, but I believe we, we was already motivated, you know. Um, like I always say, you know, we're chasing right now. Uh, I believe we are locked in. Another big game there in the AFC. Dan, what do you think is more important? Is it for this game, Lamar solidifying the MVP, or is it Tua getting a win on the road? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Lamar solidifying the MVP. A couple of reasons why. I think if Lamar plays to that MVP type of level, more than likely Ravens win the football yep. game, and then the Ravens would all but lock up the number one seat. That is massive, not only because you get to play at home, but you get that, that bye week rest. I think also the bigger conversation of there's been so much, I don't want to say negative about Lamar, but there's been constant question marks Mm -hmm. attached to him. Mm -hmm. So it was the, well, can he play quarterback in the NFL? Then he goes and wins the MVP in 2019, plays at an unbelievable level. Then there's a couple years where they're not healthy, still plays at an awesome level, and he doesn't get healthy. Then there's this whole offseason goes, Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, Lamar's going to be like certainly tagged in, in a way, and no team makes an offer. Teams go out of their way to make sure we don't we want to go, right. yeah. to go get Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He gets the huge contract. And then now the conversation went to, well, is he worthy of that contract? Can his style win when it matters the most? Can you pay Lamar Jackson at, at that style and still win football games? And so I think because of the, I guess like the, what feels like five or six year stretch of narrative around and surrounding Lamar that I think has been unfair, 
not only that securing that one seed, but just going out and proving on a consistent basis that more often than not, when people talk about Lamar, they don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> I think is a huge conversation piece around that player. All right, so I'm going to go away from answering this question because my answer is different from Dan. And I'm going to give Dan his flowers really quick. One, you're the best in the world at analyzing, evaluating, and communicating to people what quarterbacks do. The reason you are is because you watch the film. So many times we hear people get on TV and they talk about how successful a person is based on his statistics. Mm -hmm. If we're looking at Lamar Jackson's statistics, his 2019 season far surpasses this, right? And what happens with MVPs or former MVPs, you're mostly compared to your former self. Dan made a statement the other day. He said it on on a tweet. He said it on TV that there is eight plays a game or more that Lamar Jackson makes that no one else can make and that would have been negatives for his team. Yeah. That's who Lamar Jackson is right now. That's what Lamar Jackson is doing. And in that, I want to point this out. San Francisco was playing at such a high level in big games. When you look at the way they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Philadelphia Eagles, they beat the Seattle Seahawks, also um, the Dallas Cowboys, right? Think about what the Baltimore Ravens are doing in big games. Seattle Seahawks blew their doors off. Mm -hmm. Detroit Lions blew their doors off, right? Then you go to San Francisco and blow their doors off. And now you have an opportunity against the Miami Dolphins. If Lamar Jackson plays this game as we've seen him play down the stretch, it's a wrap. It's over. And now we're getting more and more people that are asking us, asking the viewer, asking the people who understand football to say, stop looking at the numbers when it pertains to Lamar Jackson. Look at what he's asked to do for his team, the way he does it for his team, and how often he's done it for his team. And so when you think about what Lamar Jackson has to do to win the MVP, I think that's be who he's always been for this team. Now you go over to Tua Tungvaloa, and he's sort of in that so many questions mode like Lamar Jackson used to be, right? Now the next question for Lamar is going to be, can you win playoff games and get to a Super Bowl, right? Tua Tungvaloa has shown us this year I can be healthy. Mm. He showed us last week. In a critical moment, and I love the sound we got to see from that game, the leadership, right, and and the belief that Mike McDaniel has in him. Now what can you do against Mike McDonald in this defense, Right. right? When they move you off the spot, when the run game isn't hitting, right, when they make it difficult for you because you're facing an MVP on the other side, to you, Dan, how important is it for Tua Tungvaloa to not only execute in this game but win? It's a big deal. Like it, it, it this and no Jalen Waddle. Yeah, it's no a big Jaylen deal Waddle. because w- one, what we just saw this defense do to San Francisco. Like, I, I've said that, RC. First of all, I appreciate your words. You know, yeah. I feel the same. I, I got yeah, nothing but sure. love for you, man. Um, I didn't think anybody was going to do that to San Francisco's offense. Right. So what, what Baltimore did. So if Tua goes out and plays at a level where you're like, wait, he just threw for 280 and three touchdowns against that defense. Right. Then that becomes like. Uh, Tua gets propped up on a little bit of a different yeah, conversation exactly. maybe, and the expectations are maybe a little bit different. I've, I've felt that the number one seed is most important to Miami because they get to play at home. They get to operate at home. Mm-hmm. I think when their offense bogs down a little bit, it's per their operation and the communication. But it's a big deal. We've seen Tua play good in big games this year. We haven't seen in the big games, at least to my recollection, like Tua have the moment. 
You know, for the MVP this year, it's all about moments for me. We watched Lamar's last week. Do we had a little bit one on that game-winning drive Yeah, last it's week? Dallas. But not where yeah. you're like, you know, I would say it is like Dak had a little bit of a bigger moment. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Dak, yeah. That, 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 that drive sure. to put him on top, yeah. you're like, oh, my gosh, that right. was sick by Dak. So, mm-hmm. I think it's a big deal, but I just think, like, the, the, the conversation around Lamar has been so, like, toxic, I feel. I was on this show the, the second or third week of the season. It was, are they getting their money's worth? You know, like, <laughs> God bless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's it, RC's point, like, last that San Francisco game, to just to put more context on that, there were eight plays in that game where I counted where if any other quarterback was playing the position, mm-hmm. it would be, like, losses. And he turned them into pr- – like positive gains. Those eight plays accounted for 142 yards of difference. Yep. That's yep. ridiculous. And like, and, and real quick, the other thing about that is that game didn't start great for Lamar in the offense. No. Right, he was erring on some Safety. throws. Right, you missed some things. And so, but the one thing I want to point out about Tua, if you go Kansas City, Philly, Buffalo, and Dallas – he hasn't had those moments where we said, okay, it's Tua Tungavaloa, and that's the reason things are moving offensively. Yeah. I think if he doesn't have those against Baltimore, they can't win. Yeah, interesting. Miami. Yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Keep in mind, the Dolphins have beaten the Ravens 2021 mm. last season as well. So let's see. All four if, times? Yeah, they swept they, them they two beat, years in a row? No, no, no. They no, 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 played once. Yeah, playing once. Yeah. 2021, they beat them. 2022. Last year was the year well. when last year he threw for like six touchdowns yeah, yeah, or something. Yes. Four and six. Late in the game, remember? Late yeah. in the game. Late in the yep. game. And, and to your point, when you talk about Lamar, I love how he's evolved. Yep. You know, everyone was just talking about how his body maybe and the way he style of play may be detrimental to the Ravens. But how about now, where he sits in the pocket, only uses his legs when he has to? Buddy, this guy right here. Given that, who's the biggest threat to his MVP? So. I think it's Josh Allen, and I, I, I've felt that way all year. Okay, so I have believed for the last two or three weeks that Lamar was the leader. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the MVP this year has to be a numbers thing. It's not who's playing the best. You have to watch every single game and say, like, what would the team be without this guy? Now, in relation to Josh Allen, again, I think the MVP is going to be moments, or like a Heisman situation this year. I do think it's going to be very hard if Josh plays the next two weeks in the way that he has for the majority of the season, he's going to account for 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns. If they go on the road, now they got to play New England this weekend is no pushover. If they win and then go on the road and beat Miami and win the AFC East, and he accounts for 45-plus touchdowns, which would be 85% of their offense, I think it's hard to sit there and go, we're – Someone was more valuable to their team as much as I love Lamar, and I, I think it would be neck and neck. But to go and do that in the context of the season and the offensive coordinator getting fired, I think it's going to be hard not to give it to Josh Allen out of, as much as I love Lamar. I think those two cats, like, I, would, I don't know if I'd pound the table for either of them to not win it type of thing, you know what I'm saying? But I think it's Josh Allen. I'd also yeah, I think, say this, I think- Stafford. Yeah, won't win it, but. I, what, what happens is, right, this is a quarterback, this is a quarterback award, yeah. right? It's, it's become very similar to the Heisman where if somebody wins it who's a non-quarterback, we need to see almost this historic revolutionary year from the position. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe that Christian McCaffrey will probably be the offensive player of the year, sure. but I think he's an MVP candidate. To me right now, he's number two. And if he goes out and he has a great week against the Commanders, I don't know what they'll have to do against the Rams. I believe that he should be in high consideration because if Lamar falters, what quarterback 
has played better than Lamar all season, unless, like you say, Josh Allen goes out of his mind for the last two games. But that's putting, to me, Josh Allen on a trajectory that he hasn't necessarily been on the entire year, right? When you look at the last two games, when you go only completed seven passes against the Dallas Cowboys, because that was what was needed, right? right? But then even last week against the Los Angeles Chargers, Man. they have a turnover, and he right. was like, ah, They're it's fine. whatever, right? And so, and so I, I, I feel like... What you're saying about Josh Allen is he's a threat based on what he could possibly do. And I feel like Christian McCaffrey is a threat based on what he's already done. And had they won it's that just, game, it's just the position. What yeah. he did in that game kind of got lost, you know, because of all the picks that Brock yeah. Purdy threw in the loss. I, I get well. your point. Like, my thing with Josh. Like, the, the other thing, like, this isn't, like, you know, like when Patrick Mahomes or when Lamar won it the last time, we knew that junk a long time yeah. before yeah. the decision yeah. was made. This isn't that year, which I think gives you an opportunity to give it to a non-quarterback. Yeah. And that's why I think, like, there's, there's so many moments attached to these final couple weeks. That's what's made it cool about the MVP award, right. you know? I think it's – like, my one of my things with Josh in relation to the conversation our season is I know everyone thinks that I just push it, push it, push it. I, I feel convicted about it because I can't imagine any other player having four straight years – of 40-plus touchdowns yeah, accounted for, true. which has never been done in the history of the NFL. And not winning it. Yep. And not have an MVP yeah, trophy right. at some point. I get you know? it all. So, I think that's part of, like, this. That. But it's Lamar's to lose. I, I do believe – We'll see. Ain't know what's going to we'll happen, see. though. We'll Lamar is going to win it, or if Lamar does win it, you're going to be like, man, but Josh's numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Right. There right. you go. All right, this New Year's, guys, I have my resolution would probably be I want to be a little bit more like Stephen A. I'm going to work on my impression. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys stink. I think that's how you do it, right? Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We know what we're capable of. Everyone in the lead does. That's why, I did. That's why Casey double is the way they do. What stands out about that secondary for the Chiefs? If I'm being honest, nothing. They just know how to play us. They know the leverages. They know what splits we in. They just know 
what we gonna do certain movements. Um, they throw a little double doubles at us to stop the two best players on our side, and that's all they do. I mean, it's not really like they got a Jalen Ramsey on these squads, so you know what I'm saying. So, not much. <laughs> that's that Tiger talk. Big comments from Jamar Chase. Of course, his Bengals, no stranger to those Chiefs. Uh, Dan, do you think he's going to regret giving KC bulletin board material? No, he's Jamar Chase. I love it. <laughs> Jamar Chase. I, I've always been a fan of the game, but he started to talk a little bit more this year. Now, my little pushback would be like, I think LeJarrius Sneed is a pretty legit man cover corner. Bolton and Gay are really good linebackers. They got one of the best defensive tackles in football and Chris Jones. So I don't necessarily agree with that. They don't have like maybe an elite player in reference to the Jalen Ramsey. But it's not long that they hey, double team him. But, but that's what I was about to say. He's a wide receiver. Wide receivers only see things from their standpoint. Yeah. And in his mind, in his heart, all he remembers is the AFC championship. And every time he was out there, it was either a dude on the line and one on top of him, or it was a dude on the outside and one inside of him. Because here's what's going to happen. <laughs> if they don't do that, guess what we're going to do on TV the next day? Hey, Lamar, Jamar <laughs> Chase went for 150? Why, why, <laughs> why did you ever double team him? Right. Yeah, so true. and so, I think like the, the great the great part about that is is like receivers or great basketball players they say these things in hopes that the other team has something to prove. They don't. The other team just wants to win. And so if Jamar Chase thinks that saying they double team me or they understand leverage is a negative or a bad thing, so yeah. we finna double team you again. <laughs> like we're not finna be out here one on one, butt naked. We tried that a couple of years ago, and, and they, saw, like how 180 on and they saw how it worked out. Ain't happening. <laughs> remember the last time he kind of had like comments out of his locker like that when he was like. I'm 7-Eleven. I'm always open. He had like 15 for 250 the next week. Right. <laughs> All right, let's keep on and I talk about more on those Chiefs. Uh, like, no, of he's the Chiefs. Hey, they're going through it. Thing, though, like, he's a real one. Yeah. He is yeah. a real one. Yeah. Real. Uh, <laughs> KC's have lost five of their last eight games. Um, they're, look, six total losses so far, the most L's in a season since Patrick Mahomes became the starter. So, clearly, Chiefs are frustrated about these problems. How concerned are you, Dano, about the Chiefs? frustrations that have been playing out on the sideline. I'm not concerned about it. I, I, I don't know when the NFL world, like, turned on the Chiefs and specifically Patrick Mahomes. They have issues. They are not playing to the level, certainly, that is expected and or that they're accustomed to. But, like, I've seen people say stuff about Patrick, and I'm like, what did you – what would we expect – He's the greatest player, talent-wise, ever at the position. He's been to five straight AFC yeah. Championships games. He wins basically MVP every year, and they're not playing good, and we just expect him to like go walk around and like hunky-dory hugs. He's an ultra-competitive dude. Of course he's going to be upset with what's going on. He's got high expectations. So I've seen everybody be like, man, look at the guy's the biggest crybaby in football. No, he's never failed at the NFL position. They've never struggled when he's been a part of the NFL. So now this year, he's watching them not play to the level of their standards or what they're accustomed to. And we got people being like, Patrick Mahomes is a big baby. No, he's a competitor. What, would, what do we want from him? I think, I think like, like, like that entire narrative is stupid. Right, so because stupid. because you're also talking about a guy, and I, I've mentioned this before, who early on this year threw a football to Marquez Valdez Scantling that couldn't have been thrown any better. And if he catches that, they go ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. And when asked about the play specifically, he says, 
I probably could have thrown it a little shorter. Yeah. But you ain't have to right. because it was perfect. Patrick, but he was that kind of teammate the entire year, the entire year, standing behind guys like Kadarius Toney. Right. And so if he's frustrated, he should be, and he can be. We have to remember as well, this guy played in a Super Bowl versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he had no linemen. Yeah, that's blocked. And he just never complained, <laughs> and he just fought, and he ran for a 1,000 yards behind the line of scrimmage just to throw the football. Right. So if this dude is a little fired up on the sideline, if this dude you think overreacts to a call that should have been made against the Green Bay Packers and is upset with the, uh, with the officials, so be it. Right. What happened to when we saw Tom Brady, who at his time, or who is now the greatest ever, react like this, it was fiery. Yeah. Right. And that guy was a competitor. Yeah. What about that? Because this dude, who is now on a trajectory to be talked about in the same conversation, if Tom Brady, if not better, if he continues to win, is doing the same thing right. for a team that's been letting him down. Exactly. And we just want to yeah. and people just want to pretend like, oh, you know, are, are we are we surprised or do we think that the outward frustration is a bad thing? No. He's an alpha male, ultra competitive human being. Yeah. And he's trying, he's done every Darcy's point, he's done everything. Everything to try to get this team yep. to play better. He's trying to put him on its back. He's trying to publicly praise him. He's trying yeah. to defer and take all the blame. So now he's going to maybe what is his last effort, his last resort. I got to scream and yell at you on the sidelines. Yep. And we're going to make it to be like, oh, my gosh, Patrick Williams is a crybaby. I find that so ridiculous. And now the thing is, too, though, like, do you know how many times I'm in front of my linemen screaming and yelling and we're talking about us? Yeah. Right? Like, the conversation isn't, Casey, you know, you got to be better at the nose or, or Brett Kiesel, right. I need you to hold the double team better. That's not the conversation. The conversation is we have to right. be better. Mm. The conversation is we are letting the team down. We are not doing what we need to do to be great. And that's so, like, that's what it's about. Yeah. It's about being in that foxhole where nobody else is because no matter what every Kansas City Chief fans think, they don't want to win that game more than Patrick Mahomes, I right. can guarantee. Right. Yep. They ain't put into it what he has and what his teammates have. Nobody wants to lose. It sucks, right? This man prepares all week for three hours. Yeah. You think he doesn't want to be his, his best self in those three hours? It's not the frustrations that concern me. It's the reason he's frustrated that concerns and, me. And you don't see quarterbacks do that on teams that aren't capable. Yeah, I think that they're capable still. And I think what you're seeing is so much of their shortcomings this year are controllables. The penalties, they lead the NFL in offensive penalties. So that's frustrating. They lead the NFL in drops. So that's frustrating. So he's sitting there going, we're better than this. Like that's, that's part of this is a lot of their flaws are because of the controllables. Yeah. And that's part of his leadership. Look, and they get a win against Cincinnati. Not only do they lock up the division, I mean, they can still be right there at the top of the division as well. They're close. They just, they just, They're close. just need a win. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. 
You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Yo, happy birthday to two greats in the sports world. You know, Saturday is the birthday of both Tiger Woods and LeBron James. What a day. I know. Take a look at the birthday boy's career accomplishments. Tiger Woods, 82 PGA Tour wins, tied for the most all-time while winning the second most majors at 15. LeBron, 19-time All-Star, four-time MVP, all-time leading scorer in the NBA with over 39,000 points and counting. You know what? Let's bring in Big Perk for this debate here. What's up, big fella? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, <laughs> hey, RC, what's good? You looking good, brother? What up, Dan, my dog? Don't, don't start this morning, man. Dan, don't start. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> that turtleneck choking you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, listen, I got to ask you guys this. What do you think is more likely, Tiger Woods Winning a tournament, LeBron James winning a championship, Dan. I'm going to say Tiger Woods winning a tournament, but I want to ask Perk a question because I think the initial question, Perk, was um, who's meant more like to their sport? And I said Tiger, and I think RC said Tiger. You had to say LeBron, right? No, I, no, I had to say Tiger. I had to say Tiger. You had to say You want me to educate? You want me to educate? I feel like it's the first time you haven't picked LeBron. Educate me a little bit, Perk. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, RC, I mean, look, Tiger had people that we never thought in our wildest dreams out there trying to play golf, including me. Okay, when you talk about changing the complete culture, that's what Tiger Woods did for golf and did for the African-American community. So no matter what LeBron James has done in his career, when you talk about cultural impact and what Tiger has done for us in the African-American community, I absolutely roll with Tiger Woods on this. Okay, so that's that's big. I I I picked Tiger to win them. Really? You picked Tiger to win a tournament? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A tournament? Yes. Any tournament? Absolutely. Now, Tiger's not going to play as much. Couple things. One, Tiger could win a tournament on the Champions Tour, but I'm not going to go that far. (laughs) Um, Number one, anytime Tiger steps on foot foot on Augusta, he's got a chance to win. I don't care if he's 48. I don't care if he's 58. I don't care if he's 68. Anytime 
that he plays in the Masters, he's got a legitimate chance to go win it. I think, two, at the U.S. Open in 2027 is at Pebble Beach. Anytime he plays at Pebble Beach, he's got a chance to win it. Uh, I don't know where any of the Open Championships are that he's got a, a, like a great track record at. The PGA Tour or the PGA Championship, I think, in 2031 is at a place where he's going to win a lot, too. So Memorial, where Jack's tournament is, he's got a chance to win it every single year that he plays in it. So the, the places that he's comfortable in and the way that he looked recently playing with Charlie, his son, he, he'll win Bro, a tournament. It's, let Le- alone a it's LeBron because it ain't never LeBron's fault. Like, it's not like when you look at the way today's game has evolved, right? And the fact that LeBron is still playing at a top 10 level, at an elite level, it's about surrounding him with the right people, understanding that you can't ask him throughout a playoff series or throughout a playoff run to carry the entire load. But if you're going to ask LeBron to do his job, at a high level, not just at an AAA starter level, but at an MVP all-star level, he is going to do that. Physically, he's so he's in so much better shape than Tiger Woods is right now in order to That's do fair. his job. So if you put him with the right pieces around him, with that MVP sal- uh, savvy, with sort of that Hall of Fame uh, experience that he has, I believe LeBron James can win another championship. It's going to be about the economics of putting the right people around him because him as the centerpiece, but not necessarily having to be the number one from a scoring position, to me is the way to allow LeBron to win another one. It's whether or not you can assemble that. I just don't know if Tiger can go out there, bro, and do that for an entire weekend, given what his body is. Where you stand, Big Perk? Well, um, first of all, I'm glad RC stood on business because all all Dan did was name all the tournaments and say, oh, yeah, Tiger got a chance. Hell, if I was out there in the PGA Tour, I would have a chance, too. If, I, in, to if I'm out there playing. No, I mean, stand on hit business. a pedestrian? Here, 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 I mean, here's the, here's the fact of the matter. All right, the fact is, is this. LeBron James just showed us it's different levels to this, okay? And what he did in the in-season tournament, I'm not trying to sit up here and say that, you know, the 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 it's the same as far as competing for an NBA championship. But when I'm talking about LeBron, and when I saw him elevate his game on both ends of the floor, we saw him taking charges. We saw him spreading at the age of 38 years of, of age, beating everyone down the floor. We see his three-point shooting has gotten a lot better since he first came into the league. Matter of fact, he's shooting better than I ever seen him shoot it. So when I think about Braun, RC is right. It's about the pieces. Anthony Davis is now playing like a top 10 player that we want him to be. He's now available. And guess what? Guess what, DC? They still have moves that they can make. Right. They still got into the middle of February before, you know, they could say, oh, this is our set roster. It's still guys out there that are on other teams that are disgruntled. So when I think about LeBron and I think about what he spends, the amount of lettuce that he spends on his body every single season, LeBron might be the most conditioned athlete in the NBA outside of Steph Curry. So Another thing is this, too. Said, and sent, oh, go ahead. Now, go ahead, Bill. I was just saying, no, Perk, I was about to ask you, and it's and when you look at the way LeBron is playing now, and you mentioned how he's taking care of his body, it's not like this is the last year LeBron's going to be in the NBA, right? So he has other opportunities to win it. 
Absolutely. And look, they just went to the Western Conference Finals last season, right? Making a magical run the second part of the season, you know, getting into the play-in tournament, then getting into the postseason, knocking off Memphis, knocking off Golden State, and then they ran up against the Denver Nuggets, and now all of a sudden they get an opportunity this season to, to, to fine-tune their engine, you know, get those pieces around them. But they were just in the Western Conference yeah, Finals. Man. Last season, and LeBron looks better. And matter of fact, he was hurt last postseason. Well, he was I, playing I, through injuries. I think the whole key is what Big Perk said is now that Anthony Davis is yeah. playing well, That's big, that though. takes off some minutes mm-hmm. from yes, LeBron bro. and lets him their career extend that career. All right, so whose career would you uh, would want more? <laughs> would you want LeBron's? Would you want Tigers? So you asking me? Yes. Whose oh. career would you want? Yes, I'm, you. I'm sitting on TV with makeup talking about football. I'm taking either of them. I got in a car at 5 o'clock in the morning, and then I come. I got to go in the car again to go up to Bristol after this. Now, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm famous for running out of the end zone. I'm taking either. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right, yeah. whose career would you rather have? Ah, because I like basketball so much more than golfing, but I'd want Tiger's career. I'd want to be, I'd want to be the guy that changed an entire sport. Mm. I'd want to be a dude that not only did things that other people had not done, but did things that other people had not done that no one like me was expected to do. Like, don't get me wrong, LeBron James' career has been amazing. LeBron James came into the league with the most expectations we've ever seen a young person have, and he's actually exceeded those. But Tiger Woods had (laughs) those same sort of expectations, and he had those same sort of expectations to do things in a way that we had never seen them done. And whether Tiger Woods wanted to carry an entire culture on his back or not, he actually did. He actually changed the way we looked at sports. He gave my dad and myself something to do on Sunday that we never had to do our entire Mm -hmm. life. And so so for that reason, man, I would want Tiger Woods' career. That's real. Perk, what about you? You know, you know, I'm going to get a slight edge to LeBron James. And I was having a discussion with some of my homies yesterday about being the face of the league and how he's still the face of the league to this day. And it's not just what he, do- he does on the floor, right? We know he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, to ever touch a damn basketball. And it's not that he reached a billion dollars while playing. It's not because he's the ultimate businessman. But it's because of... LeBron James, when it comes to being a role model, right? Mm. LeBron James, we have never heard of LeBron James getting in trouble outside of basketball. Mm. And I'm not trying to downplay or bring up, shine light on Tiger Woods, you know, uh, things that he have done or got himself into outside of golfing. But I'm saying when you think about LeBron, it's almost to perfection. I'm not saying no one is perfect, but I'm saying we haven't heard or seen anything about LeBron James. No kind of trouble whatsoever. And he's been, ever since he's taken over that torch of being the face of the league, he's been carrying it in great fashion. Yeah. Good good I, point. I we got to go. Go. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, my only pushback is Tiger's the most dominant athlete of our generation. Mm-hmm. No one dominated mm-hmm. their sport 
more than Tiger Woods. The one thing I will say this. Floyd Mayweather. Kind of, kind of like with Jordan, you know, people feared Tiger. When yeah. he walked on that course, but, guys, I mean. He said, buddy. <laughs> I'm talking guys who are the best of the best. He took, he took golf from a, like a skill to a sport. Yeah. yeah. I, I like, I like yeah, but, right. but, but Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather would like to have a word with you, Dan. <laughs> great. I checked my great. schedule. <laughs> great. I don't know if too many people fear Floyd, but certainly dominant in his sport. My resolution for 2024 is simple. To continue to bring this suit game and embarrass Stephen A. every time I'm on first take. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Listen, we are just days away from the college football playoff in Alabama. Uh, is in California preparing to take on Michigan in the Rose Bowl on Monday. Their quarterback, Jalen Milrow, has been through it this season. He lost, of course, to Texas, got benched, solidified himself as a starter again, leading the tie to an SEC championship. Milrow's journey has not been without his doubters. Listen to what he had to say yesterday. My own offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, told me I shouldn't play quarterback. So, you know, there's a lot of things I can – you know, had motivation on, and that is something I had motivation from. Do you remember how you felt when you said that? How would you feel if I told you you suck? He told me a bunch of bits that I could have switched to, but look where I'm at right now. So, you know what I'm saying? So who gets the last laugh? Mm-hmm. So there we go. By the way, appreciate Big Perk, man. Uh, happy New Year to you. Your thoughts on that? It's one of those things that I wish I could have heard the conversation. Mm. Because there are different ways to have this conversation. You know, when he says, how would you feel if I told you you suck? If you approach the young man in that way, then that's not a productive way to have that conversation. That's not a way that allows this young man to evaluate his opportunity as a quarterback or his opportunity to do something else. Jalen Milrow is the ultimate athlete at the position right now for college football. We look at the way that he could run. Also, just his physique as in, it, in itself or individually says he could probably do something else. What happens is for Bill O'Brien, who's been in the NFL, who's seen the quarterback position played a, a certain way, when it looks unfamiliar to him like that and it's also not as effective as he wants – He didn't communicate to him that these are ways to get better. Here is how you can play the position better. It was because I see all of these athletic talents in in you, you should go do something else. Yeah. But I don't want to jump on Bill O'Brien right away and say the things and and make it negative or make it about 
whether it's the way the guy plays the position or any of those things because we weren't there to hear it. Yeah. And so in not being there to hear it, I say first, Bill O'Brien, you were wrong. This young man, if coached the right way, this young man, if supported the right way, is more than capable of playing the quarterback position. So in your assessment and evaluation of him, you were wrong. But as far as in some way critiquing or in some way villainizing Bill O'Brien, I won't do that because I don't know the context of the conversation. You know, the one thing he did say, I'm talking about Jalen Milrow because he was pressed in that thing about what specifically did he say? He said Bill O'Brien went into depth on other positions he should play as opposed to quarterback. Yeah, I think the way that RC just kind of went about that is perfect because it diffuses it a little bit. You know, there is a reality to this situation that you have a coach telling a player, like, you can't. Mm-hmm. One, I think this is why I love sports because it always gives you the opportunity yep, to, to prove. prove. Mm-hmm. You know, to prove. Two, this isn't just to sports. We all have people who tell us all the time whether we can or cannot. It's a lesson for every young boy or girl. You never let someone define you. The NFL told you you weren't good enough. The day that you entered the NFL, 13 years and a Super Bowl champion. So, like, you know, this this isn't isn't a a unique situation to Jalen. I also think this, like, there are some moments when, again, this is why hearing the conversation matters – where coaches suggest something like this mm-hmm. and it works out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'll give you a couple names. You played with him. Heath Miller, yep. who's one of the greatest tight ends in the NFL. He went to the University of Virginia to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. They changed him into a tight end. Owen Daniels, who yep. is a great NFL tight end, went to the University of Wisconsin to play quarterback. They changed him. Julian Edelman yep. was a quarterback in college. Someone along the way told him, go play wide receiver. Yep. Obviously, Logan Wilson, out. Ryan Tannehill. You know, so exactly. So mm-hmm. it does happen in moments. Yeah. But to Jalen Milrow's credit and the way he was raised, if you believe it, and, and like yep. you don't this let anybody tell you what you right. can or cannot do. It's not all yeah. that different than Lamar. Yep. Lamar was coming out and people said play wide right receiver. No, I'm going to play quarterback. Yeah, right. So I don't think it's yeah. – and we've seen it like with, with, with the Eric Crouches of the world. Right. Like, like we've seen this happen. And, you know, I know what this show is. And so, like, I could speak freely. It was – you looked at it and he thought they wanted him to change because he was a black, black quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, like, like that's, that's the feeling, mm-hmm. right? And because it's Bill O'Brien. But I don't if, – if you don't hear the conversation, if you don't know the context of it, and obviously when he said, how would you feel if I told you I suck, it could be that he actually said – he sucked, or it could be that that hey, was you the might feeling. First round pick that, 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 that was the feelings that I got. But he was right. like, "Hey, man, I don't know if this works out for you, or if I'm still here, I'm going to go in a different direction. I don't think you should leave Alabama. Go play wide receiver. Right. Or do you know how many players have started as offensive players under Coach Saban and been first round draft picks at corner? And so, like, I think all those things play into it. And so, from the outside looking in, where you want to be enraged about mm-hmm. it, you can't because we weren't there. And yeah. I'm gonna say this: one of the greatest conversations I've ever had in my career happened with Tom Coughlin. When they cut me after my second year, I'm sitting in his office and I had played the year before I started at nickel. I was versatile. I could do all of these things. He said, you know what? 
I don't know if you're physical enough to handle the rigors of playing safety in this league. I think you should focus on special teams, but there are also other leagues you can play in, whether it's Canadian football, arena football. I didn't internalize that and go, oh, I hate Tom Coughlin. He was being awful to me. What I did was when I was standing across from the field from Tiki Barber in week two, yeah. I said, watch how I split him. Wow. Right? When I stood across from the yeah. field in 2007, I said, throw anyone across here, I'm putting him in half. That's part of it. Yeah. yeah. The fact of the matter is this, since November 1st, you know, Jalen Milrow, has a QBR rating of 90.7, six best in the FBS. Good for him. Yeah, Good for him. Absolutely. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. All right, as we come back, uh, get some game picks here. Lions, Cowboys, who you got? I'm going Cowboys. I think the Cowboys find a way to win this game at home. I, I think the Cowboys as well because they're at home, but I think if Detroit can get off the field a couple times early on defense, they can control the game. Real quick, Dolphins, Ravens. I think it's the Ravens. I think the Ravens are the best team in football. I believe they'll be playing at home. And listening to Lamar Jackson, he's not going to let this team let down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. I also think they have a player who's going to be in the defensive player of the year conversation soon in Kyle Hamilton. Heck yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. Thanks for watching First Take. Have a great weekend. We'll see you in the new year.